Hey guys, as I said in the last episode, if you listen to that, uh, Ryan and myself have been sick over the last couple of weeks. So for the next week or so, we're going to release uh, some episodes that we recorded earlier this year. Uh, we hope that it's encouraging again to look at God's Word and we hope wherever you are um, that this is yeah something that refuels you and pushes you closer to God. Hey guys, welcome back to Navigate. Our hope here is to help you engage with God. My name is Ben and I'm joined with Ryan and today we're looking at Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 through to 2 verse 10. This passage looks at God's grace as he extends it to average people like Jonah. As we work through this passage, we hope it's refreshing wherever you are today. Here's what God's word says. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You held me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled around me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will, sa- I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commended the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So I'm joined with Ryan. We're going to have a chat over this kind of weird passage, really. Yeah, it is. Hey, by the way. Yeah, hey. <laughs> uh, as you have this passage read out mm. to us, uh, from the belly of a fish, what is it that kind of <laughs> jumps out to you? Oh, it's... <laughs> It is a really strange, yeah, passage, but really rich. I think just in in seeing, uh, just Jonah's heart on display, yeah. the good, bad, and the ugly of it. Um, just yeah, we see this this man wrestling with, yeah, how his relationship with God kind of plays out mm. um, when he's kind of come to the end of himself. Mm. It's just going to be yeah interesting. Yeah, so this passage begins, we begin in chapter 1, verse 17, which talks about the Lord providing a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Yeah. Uh, And it's worth noting that yesterday or our last episode, we finished with the fact that Jonah had said, throw me into the sea for I will die. It's better for Jonah to die than to do what God has called him to do. And this Mm. verse is just a really gracious verse from God. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, we see after Jonah's great rejection and the great storm, you know, kind of displaying God's you know great anger towards Jonah. Yeah. We see you know kind of well really God's you know just great grace yeah. in terms of bringing this huge fish. Yeah. Great fish. And as fish. you said yesterday as we pointed out the wages of sin is death but the gift mm. of God is eternal life and here yeah. you get this living example again of someone who deserves death. I mean Jonah mm. he has done nothing good so far That's right. in Jonah and we'll we'll kind of see this Throughout Jonah 1 to 4, you know, it's often this um, pretty memorable 
passage in the Old Testament, I think maybe from kids' books growing up, we all have this kind of fun picture of Jonah. Yeah. He doesn't do a lot right in the book of Jonah. No. Uh, and yet God's gracious to him and provides a massive fish to swallow him up and kind of pre- preserve his life. Yeah, that's right. Like Jonah, like you said, he's very average at best. Yeah. You know, and it does help us just take a step back and, and just see this, the nature of Old Testament characters mm. who we often hold up as the heroes, yeah. you know, in the storyline of the Bible. But if we really look honestly and closely and actually see that these guys are perhaps more like the opposite of heroes or anti-heroes. They're not really to be held up as guys to to emulate in, in mm. many ways. Um yeah, they're supposed to push us to see the real hero in the story, which is kind of how God actually interacts um, in their lives and in the unfolding of the story. And and it's, it's really kind of what we're you know, forced and, and pushed to see here. Mm. Yeah, it's it, even in light of Jonah's messiness, yeah, God's actually the one who acts heroic yeah. by saving him, commanding this great fish, not only to swallow Jonah, but to vomit him back out. Yeah, um, yeah bring Jonah to... Yeah, through this kind of death resurrection experience. Yeah, it's so helpful. I mean, often, you know, you think of the Old Testament characters as people to emulate, people to follow, people to be like and stuff like that. And maybe it is because of kids' books or kids' Mm. movies or whatever that we hear growing up. But the Old Testament points us to Jesus, these heroes, you know, I mean, especially Jonah. He's, yeah, average at best. And it's interesting because you get this fish and and it's worth pointing out, God does something here only God can do. Um, A fish swallowing someone, he's in the fish three days and three nights. Like this is not, this is a miracle. Like Mm. like God does something only God could do if, if it's not encouraged to go into the ocean and try and find a fish to live in for three days and three nights. God does something here only God could do. Uh, And then you get this prayer from Jonah, which... Yeah, on the surface, you read this prayer and you think, oh, wow, Jonah gets it. Yeah. But when you dig into it, it, it actually, it's kind of quite revealing because in this moment, his response to God, he's literally like, he's he's rather die than go and do what God has called him to do. He's, he's in the belly of a fish. Yeah. And you get these kind of eight verses or nine verses or whatever it is where he's praying to God. And the majority of this prayer is actually just about himself. Yeah, you see this prayer is very uh, Jonah-centered. It's I called, um, you know, I've said or I will commit. It's, you know, my vow, my prayer. And it's as if God is at Jonah's beck and call almost. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's actually not Jonah um, recognizing why he's in this situation. So it's not a, necessarily a prayer of repentance, where yeah. we actually see how we have rejected and resisted God and we want to actually not just notice that but actually confess that to God and mm. seek forgiveness mm. but and then turn around and you know live respond differently um it's, it's not necessarily reflected here and so in that sense Jonah's got a long way to go yeah but what's really interesting is like yeah God does bring Jonah to the end of himself even Jonah's best efforts to get away from God just doesn't work and even in the belly of the fish, Jonah's like, I've got nothing else to do yeah. um, but to but to pray. Yeah. And even with this prayer, which is very still very self-centered, yeah. you know, God hears him yeah. or responds to him. Um, but it's not because 
you know, of Jonah's calling God is because it's the nature of who God is. Yeah, and so on the surface, again, this prayer looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. It's worthwhile remembering what the context is, you know, what Jonah's like. Before this, he's, yeah, not just average. He, he's rebellious. He yeah. does the wrong thing. After this, as we'll see, he's, you know, I mean, without too many spoilers, in chapter four, he literally curses a plant. Like that's mm. what, <laughs> and that's where our boy Jonah's at. Uh, so the context here doesn't really lead us to think, okay, Jonah's the hero. But then it's also worth thinking through, you know, uh, someone like David, who he stuffs up pretty badly, you know, in some ways on a similar level to Jonah when he um, stuffs up with Bathsheba. Mm. But you get in Psalm 51, David's response to God when he repents to God. And in some ways, he too has had, you know, he's not put in the belly of a fish, but in some ways he's had his eyes open in the same ways. And his prayer is a repentance to God. He says, you know, surely I was sinful. The only times that he's commending himself, he's saying, I was sinful from birth. This is who I am. I'm completely broken. Yet, God, you were gracious. You were merciful. You know, he, he pleads to God. Um, the other thing that's interesting too here in Jonah too is is uh, Jonah says, "What I have vowed, I will do." He says, "I will say, salvation belongs to the Lord," uh, which is kind of fascinating that Jonah says that. Uh, he says, "Yeah, salvation in verse nine, salvation comes from the Lord." But then if you jump forward to chapter three of Jonah when he does go to Nineveh, his message isn't salvation comes from the Lord. It's forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. That's right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny, yeah. Jonah, Jonah's plans, but God is so gracious That's and right. so kind. And as you said, he kind of hears Jonah and and then you get this picture of, and I guess too, this picture of like the, the end of chapter two ends with Jonah covered in vomit. Like that's, mm. <laughs> that's Jonah. It's not like he's... <laughs> it's not like he's covered in i don't know it's not like he's come out he's clean and <laughs> yeah this kind of yeah cleaned up jonah then the new jonah you know returns kind of thing it's nah this is still jonah yeah um but yeah he's on a journey and yeah it's going to be cool to yeah ride it with him yeah and and see what god is doing now again we asked yesterday this question of um how do we see jesus in the yeah. old testament and this passage, again, points us to Jesus. It leaves us longing for Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Last time we looked at you know, how Jonah points us to Jesus in terms of how we kind of identify with Jonah, the whole I am Jonah, we are Jonah kind of moment. But in another way, and perhaps the way even Jesus often um, uses the character of Jonah in the story of the Bible is to see that actually Jesus is the greater Jonah in the terms of, yeah, like Jonah's death actually brought a great calm and actually led to the crew being saved and them kind of turning and, and worshipping God. And, you know, it's through a, a, the death that there is life. Mm-hmm. And we see that in Jesus being the greater Jonah, his death actually will bring new life. It's his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And But unlike Jonah, though, (laughs) Jesus didn't die because of his rejection and resisting of God. He died because of, well, his obedience and love of God. And in a sense, he is dying for people who have Mm. rejected and resisted Mm. God. So he died for people like Jonah. Yeah. yeah, And so, and he actually, um, in his resurrection, brings, yeah, life. Yeah. And the crazy or the amazing thing or the scandalous thing about Jesus's resurrection and the new life he does bring is he actually does change us. We don't come out with vomit on us like Jonah. We come out Mm. clothed in Jesus's righteousness and, 
you know, as God's beloved children, and mm. it's we are r- raised to new a new life, um, very much. Yeah, new. it's yeah. awesome. It's so good. And as we read this, I mean, it's so worth um, really digging into the passage, reading the Old Testament in the context that it's had. You know, not trying not to see that every Old Testament you know guy is a hero or a woman is a hero but actually just understanding that the old testament does point us to jesus and leaves us longing for a greater king and a greater savior and a greater hero and so we want to leave this passage today with a great comfort and the great comfort is knowing that our god is so unbelievably gracious the god of the bible is the god of the universe as we've seen he's a god of power beyond limits and comprehensions uh, comprehension but he's also the god of grace who shows us compassion and kindness to people that don't deserve it we might have stuffed up we might not be able to do the things we want to do all the time we might have fallen short we might be acutely aware of our sin and our shame and our failure but the comfort of the bible is knowing that the god of power loves us and cares for us not because of our ability but because of who he is and his heart the book of jonah begins to point to this hope But as we'll see as we keep reading through the Bible, Jesus reveals it fully and truly as he dies on a cross for sinful people like us. Thanks for listening today. We hope you are able to hear God speak through his word and this was encouraging for you. Once again, we'd love to encourage you to engage with this God who loves you and is for you in prayer. Thanks heaps. We'll see you next time.